Hello babe, this is me reading to you the first Discworld novel, The Colour of Magic. I've checked on Audible and it took Nigel Planer seven hours to read this, but Tony Robinson only three hours. So I'm going to try and fall somewhere in the middle of that. We start with the epilogue. No we don't, we start with the prologue. In a distant and second-hand set of dimensions, in an astral plane that was never meant to fly, the curling star mists waver and part. See, Great Atuin, the turtle, comes swimming slowly through the interstellar gulf, hydrogen frost on his ponderous limbs, his huge and ancient shell pocked with meteor craters. Through sea-sized eyes that are crusted with room and asteroid dust, he stares fixedly at the destination. In a brain bigger than a city, with geological slowness, he thinks only of the weight. Most of the weight is, of course, accounted for by Beryllia, Tubal, Great Tophon, and Jerakeen, the four giant elephants upon whose broad and star-tanned shoulders the disk of the world rests, garlanded by the long waterfall as its vast circumference and domed by the baby blue vault of heaven. Astropsychology has been, as yet, unable to establish what they think about. The Great Turtle was a mere hypothesis until the day a small and secretive kingdom, the small and secretive kingdom of, of Krull, whose rimmost mountains project out over Rimfall, built a gantry and pulley arrangement at the tip of the most pre precipitous crag and lowered several observers over the edge in a quartz-windowed brass vessel to peer through the mist's veil. The early astrozoologists hauled back from their long dangle by an enormous teams of slaves were able to bring back much information about the shape and nature of a Chewin and the elephants, but this did not resolve fundamental questions about the nature and purpose of the universe. For example, what was Atuin's actual sex? This vital question, said the astrozoologists with mounting authority, would not be answered until a larger and more powerful gantry was constructed for a deep space vessel. In the meantime, they could only speculate about the revealed cosmos. There was, for example, the theory that Atuin had come from nowhere and would continue at a uniform crawl or steady gait into nowhere for all time. This theory was popular among academics. An alternative favoured by those of a religious persuasion was that a Chewin was crawling from the birthplace of the time of mating, as were all the stars in the sky which were, obviously, also carried by giant turtles. When they arrived they would briefly and passionately mate for the first and only time, and from the fiery union new turtles would be born to carry new patterns of worlds. This was known as the Big Bang Hypothesis. Thus it was that a young Cosmochelonian of the Steady Gate faction, testing a new telescope with which he hoped to make measurements of the precise albedo of, the, of Greater Tuin's right eye, was on this eventful evening the first outsider to see the smoke rise hubward from the burning of the oldest city in the world. Later that night he became so engrossed in his studies he completely forgot about it. Nevertheless, he was the first. There were others.